Hey, welcome to the Transforming Life Church podcast. We hope this encourages you and inspires you in your journey with Christ. So sit back, relax, and check out this week's message. Trends going on. Everybody's on keto diet and all these other. I love Jaleesha's got her little little thing that she does. If you want information, you go see her. It's a shameless plug for you. Um, but, but there's all kinds of cool things that, that you can do um, to get fit. Obviously, go to the gym and eat healthy and, and all kinds of, of things. But, but maybe you're like, hey, you know, I, I want to I start going to the gym, working out, get, get healthier this year. Maybe maybe you go in thinking, hey, you know, um, we're gonna we're gonna work out in debt this year. Maybe that was a goal for you and your family. We're gonna we're out of debt. We got some bills that are 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 piling up. We got some debt that we need to, to try to work out of. Or, or my my goal every year is to read more because um, I don't like to read, but leaders are readers, and I know I have to because that's how you learn. And so uh, I really have to force myself to do that. But that's always a goal of mine every year is to to, to read uh, more. So whatever goal that maybe you have in your life, maybe it's a life goal. Family goals, you can set family goals, that way you, your family has a uh, purpose and it's not just you and your own individual goals, but uh, whatever those might be, it's a great thing to do is start with the end in mind. Start with the end in mind, because if you know where you want to end up, that'll help you know where you need to start, okay? Uh, so, so maybe you're like, hey, you know, I want to lose 20 pounds. Well, that's not very a broad uh, goal, that's a great goal, but maybe the broad thing is, hey, I, I just want to get help. I want to get healthy. Now, losing 20 pounds might be a step along the way to get healthy, but, but that would be a, a much broader thing to say, hey, I want to get healthy. So this is where I need to start. I need to change my diet, right? I need to maybe start exercising. Nothing crazy. I don't need to jump into CrossFit or anything like that, but I just need to start maybe jogging or something like that. So you start small and, and work your way up. If it's, if it's getting um, out of debt or something like that, where do you need to start with that? Come on. You better start tithing, right? You better put God first in that because once you surrender to God, um, He redeems. Uh, and that's not just your heart and your life, but that's also your finances. So when you surrender your finances to God, He will redeem the rest. Amen. And it's something He commands us to do. It's a, it's a biblical principle um, that we're to do. So, so maybe you need to start there and say, all right, I'm going to tithe. I'm going to get my priorities in order. I'm going to cut the Netflix and, and I'm going to tithe more. Okay, all right. I know that just messed everybody up, right? Um, but, but, hey, maybe it's just a matter of shifting some things in your budget or just budgeting in general. You know, those are little steps that you need to turn to. But the big goal is that, hey, we, we need to get things, uh, we need to get out of the hole, out, out of debt. If it's reading, you know, the goal is, hey, I, I, need, I need to learn more. I need to become a better leader or better whatever it is that you want to learn. So, therefore, I'm going to read more. You understand what I'm saying? So, we start with the end in mind so we know where we want to begin. Um, here, here at our church, you know, um, you know, we, we have an idea of what we want to do, right? We, we, we know we want to reach people. We know we want people here learning and growing and, and seeking after God. We want people here saved, delivered, set free, filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, right? Amen? Um, we, we want that. We want that. Um, and, and so that's, that's a great place to start. That's the goal. That's the end in mind. You know... Maybe, maybe it's just a, a thing about legacy for you in your life. 
Right? Maybe it's at the end of your life, no one likes to think about that, but maybe when you come uh, to that time as you're in uh, here on earth and it's time for your funeral, how do you want people to remember you at that funeral? Oh, he was a stubborn old cuss. He was, he, was, he was a jerk. You know, he owes me 50 bucks still. You know? uh, whatever. If I, how, how do you want to be remembered? I know that's a weird thought. We don't like to think about that. But, but if, that's, that's, if that's where you want to end up, what do you, how do you need to live today in order to be remembered when it's your time to end here on this earth? How do you, uh, please, help a brother out, right? Don't, don't, don't make the pastor lie about you at the funeral, okay? <laughs> That's just awkward, right? Help me out. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, you should live right and good. Yeah, you should do it, but, but help me out. Right? So I don't have to lie about you at uh, your funeral. <clears throat> Let's consider Moses today. Moses. You guys know Moses, right? Not Moses Pentoy. Even though he's awesome, we love you, uh, Moses. Um, but Moses, in the Bible, is a very iconic figure. Uh, we, we know him. Uh, many of you know uh, him as Charlton Heston. Maybe you don't know him as Moses from but you know, hey, I know Moses. That's that one guy in that movie, right? Um, but Moses, Moses, yeah, yeah, Moses, we know he was put a little baby put in the basket and floated down the river. You guys go back to Sunday school back in the day or, or, or you know, your time in kids' church and you remember hearing this story. And Moses was, as a baby, floated down, down the little river and, and, and picked up by um, the, the Egyptian, the royalty in, in Egypt and grew up in, in, in Pharaoh's house and uh, grew up as royalty in, in Egypt and, and then uh, and then we know he just something wasn't right you know he always felt like something went because because the Egyptians they they had enslaved uh, God's people the Israelites and, uh, and he knew something was off something wasn't right and, um, and, and and he felt bad for for the Israelites and so we see even in a scene where he, he kills an Egyptian and, and at that point he makes a decision hey I'm, I'm getting out of town I'm getting out of here this isn't this isn't for me and, and he leaves and, and goes off and we see him in the scene wandering in the wilderness probably trying to figure out who he is and what his identity is and, and we see a lot play out and then we we know um, the whole scene with the burning bush where he meets and, and has an encounter with God in the form of a burning bush you guys remember the story I'm just giving you a little recap right um, but he has this moment with God at this burning bush and, and God is is it's like Moses Go, go rescue my people. Go, go talk to, to Pharaoh. This is the time. I've heard my people's cries, um, and, and it's time that they are rescued. And, and so Moses goes to Pharaoh, and my people go, and, 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 and he rescues them out. And then there's a whole Red Sea party, right? And, and, and then there's the wandering. Yeah, Moses. Moses is this iconic figure. Uh, the writer in Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 11, verses 24 through 26, um, speaks about Moses and speaks about his faith and says, By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. Let's pray. Jesus, we love you. We thank you for this day, for our time together, God, to grow to encounter you, to experience you, Father, to fill up so that we can go out and be the people you're calling us to be. Speak to us today. Stir our hearts. Challenge us, Lord. Change us. Mold us. Shape us to who you want us, who you want us to be, Father, today. In Jesus' name, amen. The writer of Hebrews paints out where uh, Moses ends. 
But this certainly isn't where he begins, right? And in order for you to end where you want to go or where God wants you to go, you have to start somewhere. You have to start somewhere. And again, like I said, in our church, we want people growing and serving and, and, and getting saved and, and set free and all these things. But, but, but what if we started with this thought? And I feel like God really dropped this into my spirit this week. What if we started with this thought? Let's stop trying to grow our church and start trying to grow the church. What if we shifted the mindset of trying to fill the pews and, and grow all this? What if we shifted and, and stopped focusing on, hey, let's, let's grow our church. Let's build this up. Let's build the name of TLC, Transforming Love. Let, let's, let's know, everybody know where we well, Instead, what if we shifted to say, hey, let's grow the church? What does that look like? What does that look like for us? That should shift our mindset. That should make a change in our hearts to know, hey, we're all responsible to grow the church. It's not just the building. It's all of us. We are responsible to grow the kingdom of God. Are you about God's business? Are you about kingdom business? Are we about growing the church? Because if we are, then we would try to reach people. You would try to reach your neighbors and your coworkers and your friends and your family. We would be doing something. What if we started here with this thought? Instead of trying to come up with the latest church growth model, because there's a billion of them out there now. Instead of trying to follow the, the church down the street, or hey, I wonder what this church is doing, because they, they seem to have a lot of people. And what, what, what if we got away from those mindsets and just focus on how do we grow the kingdom? How do we grow the church? What if we started there? I'll tell you what, it'll look like the early church. Go back to the early church. They, they didn't meet in in a building. They, they, they met together in each other's homes. They had times of worship. They prayed. In fact, many times we see where they would worship and they would seek God so much that the building would shake because of the power of the Holy Spirit. When's the last time the building shook because we got a hold of God? When was the last time? And they would meet, they would worship, they would seek after God. The Bible says they would get in one mind and one accord. We saw that in the, in, in the, uh, the upper room on the day of Pentecost. They were in one mind, one accord, seeking after God, and the power of the Holy Spirit fell upon them. The Bible says they met and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings. So they were being disciples. So they, they worshiped and, and they, they got teaching and were being disciples. And then it says that they gave. They gave and they distributed all of their stuff to each other and to whoever else had need. They put all their resources together and they distributed it to people that had need. And then they went out and they did ministry. So they came in, they filled up, they filled up with the Holy Spirit, they filled up, they got teaching and they got knowledge so that they can go out and they, they put all the resources together and say, hey, who needs this today? Who needs these resources? And then they would go out and they would do ministry. Now we gather, we gather, we worship God. Anybody feel the Holy Spirit this morning? It was awesome, right? Feel His presence. We, we were, now we were teaching, we gave, and now what time is it? It's time to go out and do ministry. But we always wait for the church. Well, what's the next outreach? What's the next function? What's the next program? We don't have time to wait till the next program. We don't have time to wait till the next function or the next outreach. There's people dying every day and going to hell. There's people lost and far from God every day. All around each of you, what are we doing to reach those people? What are you doing to reach those people, to be the church that God is calling us to be? And why do we do that? Because God uses people to carry out his plan of redemption. Always has, always will. God 
uses people to carry out his plan of redemption. So why not you? Why not now? Why not you? Why not now? Believe when Moses came to that burning bush and had that experience with God, and God says, listen, I'm going to use you. I don't think that was by happenstance. Moses knows Egypt, right? He was in Pharaoh's house. He has an end. There's a link. It's not just that he has this past, but that past is linked to his present and his purpose and what God has for him in his life. That's interesting. He probably could have chose anybody, but he chose Moses. He called Moses. He says, Moses, I've called you. I'm going to use you to be my voice to my people. God is still doing the very same thing for you and I today. Are you willing to say, here I am, Lord? Are you willing to say that? Say, but why not you? Why not now? Exodus chapter 3. Verse 11 through 12, and then we're going to jump over to chapter 4. And look at this experience, and look at this conversation, and, and what God is speaking to Moses. Chapter 3 in Exodus, starting in verse 11. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? Anybody answer God that way before? God, who, who am I? You want to use me? Maybe you understand Moses today. Verse 12, God said, I will be with you. And this will be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you when you have brought the people out of Egypt to worship God on this mountain. Jump up to chapter 4, verses 1 through 5. Moses answered, what if they don't believe me or listen to me and say, the Lord did not appear to you? Then the Lord said to him, what is that in your hand? Staff, he replied. Then the Lord said, throw it on the ground. Moses threw it on the ground, and it became a snake, and he ran from it. I would have too. Then the Lord said to him, reach out your hand and take it by the tail. So Moses, that, that was in the Bible, by the way. That was probably Moses' response. So Moses reached out and took hold of the snake, and it turned back into a staff in his hand. This, said the Lord, is so that they may believe that the Lord, the God of your fathers, God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has appeared to you. And now skip up to verses 10 through 12. Moses said to the Lord, pardon your servant, Lord. I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. The Lord said to him, who gave human beings their mouths? Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will help you speak, and I will teach you what Say. Here it is, man. Here, I mean, there's a burning bush, right? There's a bush, it's burning, and it's not burning up. Like, I know we're, we're in Plant City, so y'all been around some bonfires before, right? Okay? We've, we've been around some bonfires a time or two back in the day, and, and, and you know stuff will burn up, right? But here Moses is, there's a bush that's burning, and it's not burning up. Like, this should say, like, whoa, this is weird. Like, what's, what's going on? And then it talks to him. You know what I'm saying? And it's God talking, so you know it's got to be like a Morgan Freeman, James Earl Jones type boy, right? So Moses, you know, or talking. Maybe that's why he got the part. I don't know. But but he's got to be thinking either either he like got something slipped in his his water or something. Like something he's tripping crazy right now. Like what is going on? And this is this is weird. 
And then God's like, listen, this is, this is I'm, I'm God. I'm, I want to use you. I've heard the people of Israel. And I want to use you to go. And, and, and I, I don't know about you. I would be just like, I don't know. Wait, wait a minute, God. What is going on right now? You're a bush. You're talking to me. Like, I would have a lot of questions. But, but I would know, like, this is something different, right? So, so how, how, how is Moses going to question God and what's going on right here? But God says, I'm going to use you, man. Use you. These people are hurting, and, and, and I'm going to choose you. I, I, maybe, maybe I'm just weird, but I would think, wow, that's awesome, God. That's incredible. Like, you want to use me? But what does Moses do? He starts throwing out every excuse that he can come up with. God, who am I, right? God, God I'm, I, I, listen, I, I appreciate it, but I'm not your guy, right? You know, you need someone else, you know? Not, not me. Those are all these other excuses. Well, God, all right, this, this is great. I hear your plan, but but what if I get there and, and they don't listen, right? Because, you know, anything can go down. What, what if they don't listen? What if they don't believe me? Because I, I'm talking to a burning bush, you know, and I tell them that. They're going to think I'm crazy, right? First of all, I've been gone. I killed a guy. I've been gone for a long time, and now I'm just going to all of a sudden come back. And God spoke to me, you know. It's going to be weird, God. Because how about, and then, and then it comes out with God, you know, I don't really speak very well. I'm not a good public speaker. In fact, I have a speech problem. And so, God, how, how am I going to speak on your behalf when, when I have all these limitations? How many times do we do that? How many times do we feel God wants to use you? God wants to each, each and every one of you. He wants to use you. He has a plan and purpose for each and every single one of your lives. For his purposes. God wants to use it. But how many times do we throw out all these excuses? God, God I, I got too many issues, Lord. I got some junk in the trunk. And I'm not talking about exactly what that means, but I got some past issues. I've got some mistakes. I got some things that, that I've been through. God, God, I hear you. I know you want me to give. I know you want me to be generous. But, oh, man, money is tight right now. Look, paycheck to paycheck, I bills, I got kids, got mouths to feed. God, God I, I really want to do this. I'm, I'm ready, but man, I, I, you know, I, I just, I don't feel like, if you give me just a little bit of time, I, I'll be in a better place, and maybe I'll be able to, to, to do this, God. Yeah, yeah. God, God, I don't really know a whole lot. I don't really know. I'm, I'm not, a, you know, the, the smartest when it comes to theology. God, I don't even know what eschatology is. I don't know what dispensationalism is. God, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what all this stuff means. What is it, my day? I don't know. I don't know what all this stuff means, God. I don't, I don't really have all the theology. I don't know if I can really speak correctly. What, 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 if, what if I do go to pray for someone at Walmart and because they're stealing all the water, uh, they're taking all the water from themselves, they're hoarding all the water, and I don't get, and so, so, but what if I do go and pray with them, and they, and they say no, what if I can't, I can't face that kind of, how many excuses do we make up all the time, because God wants to use us, maybe you find yourself a lot like Moses today, God wants to use you, God wants to use you to be his voice, why not you, why not God wants to use you in spite of all your issues, in spite of your past, in spite of your problems, in spite of the things that you've experienced. God wants to. Moses had a past. You can make a movie out of Moses. Well, okay, well, they did. So. <laughs> but you know, what kind of drama that, that guy lived through in his life? Moses had a past. Moses had issues. 
still had a plan for his life. So, so how do we do that? How do we answer the call of God? How do we, how do we start something? Because we have to start somewhere. Because if we always just throw out issues, if we always just throw out excuses, if we always say, God, maybe one day, if we never start, we'll never know. So where do we start? Where do we start? Number one, start where you are. Start where you are. Exodus chapter 3, we read it. Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh, bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I will be with you. It doesn't matter where you are when you know who you're with. Man, I, I honestly, I don't care where we go as long as I'm with Haley. As long as I got my wife, I, I don't care. I don't care. Where, we, we can go on vacation to the beach or we can uh, rough it out in the woods and camping. No electricity. So I, I don't care as long as she's with me. Right? Uh, we, we can live in a big old mansion or we can live in a little one room shack. I don't care as long as we're doing life together and she's with me. Right? I, 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 don't, I don't, don't care. Be anywhere as long as she's with me. Wherever you are on your journey with Jesus, it doesn't matter as long as you're with him and you're following him and you are allowing him to use you. It doesn't matter. You feel unworthy today? You feel unworthy of your past? You feel unworthy of maybe some mistakes you've made? You feel unworthy maybe because of some experiences that you've been through? Again, we see Moses have those same things. He grew up in a family and a culture that wasn't his, but God used that very thing to be his purpose in his life. I know oftentimes we want to forget our past because it's painful, because it hurts. We want, to, we want to forget it. We just want to tuck it away and forget that it ever happened. And even though our past can be painful, we need to understand that, that we're not defined by our past. And if you let God have your life, you'll see that your past can become powerful. <coughs> You'll see that your past can become powerful. God will use your past to become part of your purpose. Right. <clears throat> and that's what he did for Moses. Moses has this link to Egypt. He understood Egypt. He understood their culture. He understood um, Pharaoh. He understood how they fought and how they acted. He, he, he could probably know ahead of time what he was going to say and react to him. He knew. There was, this wasn't happenstance that, that God said, hey, Moses, I'm going to use you. He's using his past to become part of of his purpose. So no matter what you feel like you've gone through in your life, maybe it's your own doing, maybe it's your own mistakes, or maybe it's things that you've been through, don't feel like you're unworthy because God wants to use you. He wants to restore you. God is in the restoration business. That's what he does. He restores broken people. And if we'll allow him to use us, even in the midst of our pain and our problems and our past, if we'll allow him to come in and use us, God will do amazing things in our life, in spite of all that. You feel like today you're so far back uh, financially, you're, you're behind financially, you don't really see a way out. Well, start somewhere, start tithing. Start tithing, start giving God that first fruits, then budget, and then watch God do something miraculous in your life and in your finances so that you can become a blessing to other people. You're facing some big decisions coming up, maybe you're confused about which way to go. Why don't you stop and start with some prayer? And allow God into your life and into your situation, into your circumstance. Far too often we pull away from God in our problems and in our mistakes and in our past. But those are moments for us to grow and lean into Him. Maybe you've experienced some loss in your life. Maybe the loss of a loved one. Maybe you've been through a divorce. Maybe you've been through the loss of a job or pain or whatever it is. But we serve a God who heals and comfort and brings peace and strength in those times. Run to Him. Turn to him. 
Give your life to Him. Let's quit making excuses. When we say, God, I've messed up, I've got too much baggage, God, I've got a past, I've got mistakes, I've got pain. What we're saying is, God, you're not powerful enough to break through my issues. But God is all-powerful. He is almighty. He can do more than we could ever imagine or fathom in our life. You are not too far gone for God to come in and rescue you. You've not done too much or made too many mistakes that the grace of God can't reach you today. Here at TLC... No one is perfect, everyone is welcome, and this can change a life. Amen. No one is perfect, everyone is welcome, and this can change a life. It doesn't matter what you've been through, it matters where you're going to start at this point from now on. What are you going to do about it? God is calling you. God is calling you. He's calling you to redeem your life. He's calling you to use you for his plan and his purpose. We've got to start somewhere. Start right where you are. Whether you're far away from God, whether you're a baby Christian, or maybe you're a seasoned saint, God wants to use you right where you are. Number two, you've got to use what you have. Use what you have. In Exodus 4 that we read, verses 1 and 2, Moses answered, What if they don't believe me or listen to me and say, The Lord did not appear to you? And the Lord said to him, What is that in your hand? What is that in your hand? He says, A staff. We've got to use what we have. Moses had the staff because he was simply doing his daily work. He was a shepherd at that time. He was just simply doing his daily thing. Use what you have. Use what talents God has given you. Use what abilities God has given you. Use where you are at right here, right now. Maybe you're a stay-at-home mom and you're just, you're just raising kids. And maybe you feel like this is it. This is all I'm doing. I don't know what I can really contribute. But man, raising kids is an amazing thing. That's one of the biggest jobs that we will ever do. That's important. We, we need you to raise your kids in a godly way. So that one day they'll be able to, to be good people in society. And so that they can reach other people for God. We need you to raise them up. And, 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 we, and what an opportunity that you have to, to bless other parents. Because maybe, maybe you're going through it. Maybe you're homeschooling. Or, or, or maybe you're, like I said, you're a stay-at-home mom. And, and so you, you, you understand that struggle. And so maybe you can bless other people, and you can tell, tell people, hey, I mean, this is how God is helping me uh, manage and, and navigate through this season of my life. So maybe you can bless some other parents in that way. Maybe you're a teacher in the room, and you feel like, you know, I'm teaching. I don't know if I really feel like this is a, a, a spiritual thing. Why, why, why not? Why can't it be a spiritual thing? I know that they say separation of church and blah, blah, blah. But you can pray over your classroom. You can pray over your students. I know they took prayer out of schools, but, 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 but if you pray, you can beat prayer back into school. They just don't know it. Parents, if you teach your kids how to pray, then they can pray over their friends, and they can pray over their classes and their teachers. And we can bring prayer into school. It may not be the way it used to be, but we can bring prayer back into school. Amen. And maybe you feel like, I'm just a teacher. I don't, I don't know how I can. You can contribute. You can, you can help influence those kids. Pray over them. Maybe you feel like I'm just, I'm just a mechanic, you know, just working on stuff, or, 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 or whatever job that you have. I'm just working construction, man, just, just tossing some concrete and laying some blocks, and I don't know, I don't know what really I can do. You know, I work at a desk all day, I answer phone calls. Whatever it is that you do in your life, you can be used by God. 
Whatever it is, doesn't matter what your occupation is. We need godly people out in the workforce. We, you need godly people in your office. You need godly people um, back in the shop. I don't know what it is. I had to take my car to the dealership the other day. I'm not gonna tell you which one. Uh, but but, but car, if you're a car uh, salesman or, or mechanic, um, I apologize for this. I don't mean any disrespect. But some of them are kind of sexy, you know? And, uh, and, 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 and so um, we need some godly mechanics and some godly salespeople. And, and we need godly bankers. And we need, we need godly teachers. We need God in the workforce. So maybe you're not called to, to ministry as such as being a full-time pastor or anything like that. Uh, but, but, but you are called to where it is that you are right now. Whether that's being a parent, a teacher, a mechanic, a construction worker, whatever it is. You can reach people wherever you are. So don't feel like, I don't feel like I need any truth. You do. Use what you have. What you have is exactly what God is going to use. So listen, if you're handy, if you're, 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 you can fix things. You know what? There might be a single mom. There might be a widow. There might be some older folks in our church or just in your neighborhood that you could go in and help, and that could be ministry. It doesn't always have to be praying over people. It doesn't always have to be, you know, uh, singing worship. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't always have to be what you think. Ministry could be a lot of different things. So maybe that could be your ministry in helping people because you have a gift. Maybe you're not good with a microphone, but you're good with a drill. And that can speak the Christ in you in love to them. Maybe you're good with kids. We need people to serve our kids' ministry. We need more people. We are growing, and we need more people. We need some more adults and some more eyes in our kids, all of our kids' ministry. So if you're good with kids, we will train you. We will train you to teach them. We will train you to, to, to volunteer. But we need help. We need help on Wednesday nights. We need help on Sunday. If you are good with kids, that's a gift. Trust me, not everybody is. And if you're not good with kids, that's okay. Don't serve in kids' ministry. That's okay. We'll, we'll find somewhere for you to serve. There's all kinds of places. If you're friendly, if you're friendly, that's a gift because not everybody is friendly. Man, we have had so many people come in as a guest and as a dinner, and they say, man, you, you have some amazing friendly people here at our church. And that's awesome. So kudos to our hospitality team and, and Zachary for seeing that and all of our greeters and, and people here doing an amazing job. But if you're friendly and you're not serving anywhere, um, sign up, join our, our hospitality team and, and be a greeter. It doesn't matter. Whatever it is, whatever gift that you have, you can use. You can use. God wants to use it. He'll use whatever you have. And don't feel like I don't, I don't feel like I can keep up. I, I don't feel like maybe, maybe, it's, maybe it's one person at a time. That's okay. That's okay. No matter how slow you're going, you're still whapping everybody that's sitting on the couch or in the pew. It doesn't matter. It might be one person at a time. That's okay. That's okay. Use what you have. God is not looking for the most talented. He's not looking for the most qualified. He's simply looking for those that have the right heart and who are willing and obedient to him and his call. That's who he wants to use. That's who he will use. Start somewhere. Use what you have. And then the final thing is this. Do what you can. Worship team, you guys can come up. Do what you can. Exodus 4, 10 through 12. Moses said to the Lord, Pardon your servant, Lord. I have never been eloquent neither in the past, Lord. Since you have spoken to your servant, I am slow to speak in tongue. The Lord said to him, who gave human beings their mouth? Who makes them deaf from you? 
Who give them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will help you speak and will teach you what to say. Do what you can. Do what you can. Can you heal your marriage today? No, but you can apologize today. Honey, I messed up. I am dumb, and I am, I am just so sorry. I am so sorry. You may not be able to heal it today. God's the only one that can do that. But you can at least say, I am sorry today. Will you forgive me? Can you control what others have done to you? No, you can't. And you can choose how to respond and live in who God says that you are, not what other people say you are. Can you fix the past and what you've been through? Not unless you have a fine DeLorean and can go back in time. Y'all saw that movie, right? I love that movie. I'm an 80s kid. But you can't go back and fix the past. Only God can do that. But what you can do today is surrender your life to Jesus because he died and rose again for you. That's what you can do today. If we say, God, I can't, I can't, God, I can't, then guess what? You won't, you won't, you won't. That's a quote the great theologian, my grandfather. Papa used to say, can't, never could do anything. Tell my kids that. Some of you might feel like, hey, the, the roof, the roof probably is gonna burn down when I come into this church. Some of you may have thought that before, but it didn't, did it? Because this is the place of healing. This is the place where we find Jesus. This is the place where God will mend the broken heart. This is the place where God will restore your marriage. But you have to start somewhere. Oh, 
Thanks for tuning in this week. If you'd like more info about our church, if you'd like to make a donation to our ministry here at Transforming Life, 
go to www.tlchurchpc.com. If you haven't been to our church yet, we would love to meet you. Come by for a life-changing experience. God bless.